save.
I'm on. Am I on? I'm on. All right. Good deal. You guys can be seated. Awesome. Awesome. Whew. You know, 
We are in this mini-message series called Better Together. And uh, it's, it's funny that we're talking about this because the um, Friday, Friday afternoon school's out, right? Let me tell you what happens. I go, I pick up our kids from school, we get home. We've had no fighting in the vehicle at this point. It's been beautiful. We get home. I sit down for a minute. My, uh, my youngest, the five-year-old Caden, he's sitting, he sits down in the recliner. His brother Carter comes around and is about from the podium to Carter, to, to, from the podium to me, is their distance away from one another. And I'm in the other room, and me and Carter begin to have a conversation. Caden jumps up out of nowhere. Boom! Just pushes him. And I'm sitting there going, what in the world? It, I'm raising these boys absolutely wrong. You know, have you guys ever had sibling rivalries within the home, right? Okay, okay. We're absolutely ridiculous. I'm going, oh my gosh, you need Jesus. <laughs> Salvation in our home, please, Lord. And, and uh, so, so that happens. And, and we're talking about this topic called better together. Well, sometimes it's better apart, you know what I mean? For them anyway. So yesterday, we are, we, we have a busy day yesterday, and so we are at soccer game, and Caden, my, my, the five-year-old, the aggressor, okay, he's out there on the field, and he's playing soccer. He's doing great. He's having a blast. You know, it, I don't see horns up. There's a halo, you know, and he's out there, and he's, he's great, and then Carter, who you would think would be a little bit resentful at this point, because he's, he's kind of being abused by his brother, he's his biggest cheerleader. Come on, Caden, score goals, score more goals, beat the other team. You know, and I'm like, calm down, dude. Calm. <laughs> Parents are looking from the other team right now, you know. And, 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 and so then we, we, we leave, and as we're going, he's like, all right, so Caden now goes, all right, it's, not, it's my turn now to go cheer for Carter. I'm like, yesterday you hated him. Today you want to cheer for him. You know, better together. You know, one of the biggest things, and, and, and this isn't in your notes, but I would write this down, this word down near the top, and that is simply this, relationships. Relationships are so important. That's what we're talking about here within this little mini-series called Better Together. Relationships. I mean, you guys, anybody ever done an investment before? Raise your hand. You ever invested in something? Of course you have. If you've got kids, you've invested. If you've got a spouse, you've invested. If you've got a retirement plan, you've invested. All right? So we've all invested before. You know, sometimes with investments, what do they do? They always bring back a return. Every investment that you ever have always brings back a return. Now, whether or not that's good or bad, that's a different story. Well, the same kind of happens within our relationships. Watch this. Every relationship that you have within your life is just like an investment. It's going to have a return. The thing is, is what kind of returns are we getting from these relationships? Are these healthy relationships that we are in? Are these relationships that are making us better people? Are these relationships that are allowing... Uh, I mean, the Bible itself, all the way from Genesis to Revelation, is very specific about relationships, and it's extremely important all throughout... We read throughout Scripture of how important relationships are. I mean, let's just say this. The most important relationship in your life is simply who? Jesus Christ. Without that relationship, it's not looking good for your future, if you know what I'm saying. So we're looking at relationships. Wouldn't you agree that even 
Heaven is determined according to your relationship. Your investments. Your relationship decisions are some of the most important decisions that you will have ever made within your entire life. Look, you speaking that instantly, some of you, you've had relationships go through your mind that went, wow, that was a failure. That's one that, man, pastor nailed that. I could really done without that relationship. Anybody like that? Anybody have any of them? Yeah, I've got like, I've got a couple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Lord, could you not have shown me that like way before? It may, he's going, well, I tried, but you just ignored me. Some of you, this is your warning sign today. God's speaking to you. There's some relationships that are within your life that God is saying, you know what? I didn't intend for that. There's other relationships that you're scared of, and God's saying, that's healthy for you. You need to get into it. All right? So what we're talking about, and we're talking all about relationships, Jesus, in fact, really points it out as being something that's very important. Uh, Matthew 18 and 20, and this is from the New Living Translation, uh, are kind of our theme verse here, so to say. It says, for where two or three gather together as my followers, right, followers, where two or three are gathering together as what? Here's the key, my followers. He said, this is so important for us to grasp because God is saying right here, Jesus is saying right here that it's important that you have relationships that are Christ-centered with like-minded believers. That's extremely healthy for your spiritual life. Let me help you out. How many married people do I have? That's extremely healthy for your marriage. Right? It's extremely healthy for your marriage. How many have kids? The right relationships will keep you grounded. Here, here's why. Here's why. I have so many people come up to me, and they'll be like, Pastor, I know. I, I feel your pain. I hear your stories. It's, it's crazy. There's a guy. He doesn't even come to the church. He's listening to me. He'll listen to this message uh, next week. He's on the radio. I'm going to shout out to him. We talked at the football game. All right? Thank you, buddy. All right, that's to him. And he comes up to me. He's like, Pastor, I didn't even know I was his pastor, right? He's like, Pastor, I, I listen to you every Sunday. I don't miss a message. But I missed not hearing your kids last week because you had your boss there. <laughs> you know? But I have people speak to me all the time about them. And, and they're like, look, I, I, I understand the struggle. The struggle is real. I've been there. But one day you're going to look back and be like, I wish I had that struggle again. You know? So why is it important? Relationships spiritually are important for your marriage. They're, they're important for you as a parent. They're important for you within your work environments. Especially these as what? As a Christ follower relationships. Why? Because they keep us grounded. They keep us rooted. Accountability is such a big factor for us. But let's, let's finish this scripture. It says, for where two or three gather together as my followers, he says this, I'm stepping into that circle. Oh, man. That's got to be the greatest circle. You know, where, where two or three are gathered together as my followers, Jesus says, you know what? I want to be a part of that. I want to be hooked up into that relationship. You know, it's, 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 it's ironic to me that when I come in here and, and on, on Wednesdays or on Sunday gatherings and life group gatherings like we're going to do this evening, for, for my life group anyway, and, and, and just other things, you know... I, Watch this, at the football game, on, on, uh, I haven't been to a game in like a year or two years for the high school, because you know, Kyle, our oldest, he's, he's gone, and, and so it's you know, just trying to reconnect. And so I went, 
And I found myself finding people, what? Who are Christ followers along with me. Going, you know, not saying that all the others that I'm not, because it's important. God wants us to be imparted into other people's lives. But I find myself getting, what? Being attracted to those who are like-minded believers. It's healthy. We need that. Our spirit man and spirit woman with inside of us yearns for more. The Bible says that we are to hunger and thirst after righteousness. When you find yourself yearning for that relationship, that is your spirit man. Your spirit woman going what? I need more. I need more. I'm hungering for more of God. All right? But it says, for where there are two or three gathered together as my followers, Jesus said, I will step into that circle. Jesus is interested within our relationships. Real life change for you and I happens in the context of the relationships that we are a part of. That's why we are better together as the body of Christ. Your, your real life is going to change and it's going to be impacted by the people that you are surrounding yourself with. Jesus even said it himself. He said, you'll be intentional if you'll be intentional about your gatherings He's saying this, I'm going to step right into the middle of it and do something powerful in it. Let me ask you this question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who in here needs God to do something in their life? You're looking for Jesus to step in into a moment, and I need a change, right? We see a very clear picture here where Jesus is saying, look, here I am. If you will just get yourself with like-minded believers, I can't wait to jump into that circle. I can't wait to get involved in that. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a key verse here uh, today from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8. It's in your notes, and it says this. There was a man all alone. You need to really focus on that alone part right there. This guy was all alone. Have you ever felt alone? Watch this. Some of you right now are feeling alone. Pay attention. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor Brother. Now, what I want you to understand here, he just didn't have anyone that was a relative biologically, but he, he was saying in this scripture that this guy had nobody that he could relate to. In other words, there was nobody really close to him. What is the result of that? What is the result when we have no one really close to us? Let's, let's continue on within the scripture. It says, there is no end to his toil. In other words, life wasn't working out well, right? He, he wasn't able to substitute. He was looking, he's searching, and, and just things aren't going well for him. So he says there was no end to his toil. Notice what he didn't try to do was substitute a relationship, but he says this, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. So in other words, this guy, excuse me, I'm having a rough time here. <laughs> Let me make something happen here. So, in other words, this guy was obviously, he, he was tired, all right? Maybe if I work harder, I can feel more accomplished. Maybe if, if, if I, I, I pick up more hobbies and I get involved in more things, I can feel better about myself. Maybe if I do this or that, I can have these real life-changing moments. But this guy says, look, I had nobody. I had neither son nor brother. I had no relative, and I had no close friends. The end of his toil, right, there was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. Let me, let me tell you this, and I want you to understand. Walking alone never works. It never works. 
I remember during a very dark moment within my own life where, watch this, I just wanted to be by myself. You ever been there? I'm not talking about you're just having a bad day today and you want to be alone, but you're going through a season where, like, I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to see nobody, right? I want the lights to be shut off, so to speak. I don't want to hear anything, you know, blah, 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 blah. You, you, know, the, you know the routine, you know the story. We've been there. I've been there. And I remember very, during a very, very dark season, I was right there in that moment. And I was like, God, could, could, could you just, watch this, God, could you just be silent? Could you be silent? Could you, could you have all the voices around me just be silent? Because I've got so many voices going on in my mind. Have I been there? You don't know whether or not you're coming or you're going. And I recall being in a season of my life just like that. Going, God, I, I, I don't want nothing happening. And you know what? It's, it's so ironic. The very thing that you don't want to happen is like God saying, that's my will. That's exactly what I want to happen in your life. And I remembered people coming over and, 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 and friends calling and, 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 and stepping in and saying, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, I, you're loved and, and, and you got to stay focused. And, all, and I didn't want to hear none of that. My own mom got on my nerves. It was like every single day, mom and dad popped up on the cell phone. <laughs> and, 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 and there was times where I'd be like, ignore. Ignore. And, and she wouldn't stop. She wouldn't stop. She just kept calling and calling. Finally, it's like, yeah, what? How are you today? How do you think I am? You know what's going on more than anyone else does. How do you think I'm going, mom? And she would try to be that voice of positivity, and I didn't want to hear it. And then we would get off the phone, and she would say this. Some of you know this story. You've heard it many times. Remember, you're called of God. Remember, you're called of God. You see, understand something. We are far better together than we ever will be alone. That God has people in your life for a reason to speak into your life. There's moments where you may never heard from somebody in years, but all of a sudden God drops a word into them and they speak into your life. You need to grasp those moments. You need to hold on to those words. Now, uh, there, there's some things that we go through within life and when, while we're walking alone, and we have excuses about these, and we have reasons that, you know, that, that we think we can move on and, 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 and some things. Here's, here's a couple. We're going to briefly go over these. Naivety. All right, here we go. In other words, there are some of you that genuinely didn't even know you really needed this as bad as you do. In other words, I can handle this stuff called life all my own. I can do this. You ever had that moment? Where like, I don't need anyone else. I kind of told you about mine there. I don't need anyone else. There's a story. I've said this story before, but I'm going to tell you again. Uh, Muhammad Ali, right? The great boxer. He's on an airplane before it takes off. Everybody's, you know, buckling up and all this stuff. And the stewardess comes by and says, uh, Mr. Ali, you need to, you need to put on your, your seatbelt. And he looks at her and goes, man, I'm sorry, Superman never needed a seatbelt. And she looked at him with a response and said, Superman never needed a plane either. <laughs> we need, we need people in our lives. Some of you think you can do everything on your own. Let me, let me help you out. No. Some of you think you got to where you were because you did it all on your own. No, you did not. 
There was somebody speaking into your life. More importantly, there was God speaking into your life, leading and directing your every path. All right. Um, here we go. Let's check out this one. Temperament. In other words, I don't have the personality. I'm kind of shy. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who in here is shy? You're so shy you won't even raise your hand, some of you. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we know that ain't right. Right? <laughs> I'm kind of shy. You know, we use that. I, I hear people, my wife used to use that all the time. She still tries to, but I drag it right out of her. You know, I don't, I've had people come up to me. I've never seen Andrea more talkative in her life. That's because she's married to me. All right? I'm pulling out, you know? And, and what we'll say is we'll just, you know, I'm fine the way I am. I would, I would just, you know, I, I'm good being shy. I'm reserved. That's, you know what? That's just how God made me. That's not good enough. God has developed us to be within relationship. We are better together. He wants us to be within relationship with one another. Why? Not only for what you can get out of it, but for what you can pour into somebody else for. You don't know what the person is going on beside you, what's going on in their life. All right, here's the third one. Fear. Well, what's going to happen if I? That's a big one. A lot of people go through that one. We have fear, right? Like, I, I don't want to be around, other, you know, I don't want to get within relationships and, 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 and all that because, I, watch this, I've been hurt way too many times. And, 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 and now I'm fearful of it. Let me help you out. Don't let your past dictate what your future is. All right? Understand that. Because chances are, it wasn't God that messed everything up. It was your own poor decision making that messed everything up. And so all that you're really going to do is hinder God from moving in the way he really wants to move within your life. Do not allow your past to dictate your future. All right, here we go. And that falls right into the past experiences. All right, and now here we go. Here's a good one. Busyness. I'm already busy eight nights of the week. Figure that one out. You'll... Eight nights of the week. I'm already so busy. Uh, you know, I was talking to somebody this morning in the office, and we were sitting down, and uh, I was like, what, what's going on, man? How's everything going? He just, oh, I'm just busy. We are. We're all busy. I, 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 I was talking to Andrea this morning about our schedule, and we're trying to fit in all these different things, especially where, you know, you got holidays coming, there's a wedding for, and, and our family uh, coming, and then I'm trying to schedule a vacation in January. Yes, I'm going on vacation in January. All right? I'm excited about it. Don't stop me. Nobody's getting married <laughs> in January. And so, you know, and, and so we, we, we get into this whole busyness of life, you know, and, and, and I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay. Okay, today we got church, then we've got life group. Tomorrow, we don't have nothing in the evening, but we got a lot of homework, because Mondays always seem to be a lot of homework. Tons and tons of homework. And she's working, so that doesn't help everything else. Tuesday is my wife's birthday. All right? And so I had this plan. I'm going to take her out to, to, to dinner on Tuesday evening. Oh, I forgot. I got football practice. And then I thought, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take her out to lunch for her birthday. Well, her life group is taking her out to lunch for her birthday. So I'm off the hook. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll make it up. I'll make it up. I'll make it up. You know, and then Wednesday, Wednesday we got school. Then we got church. And then Thursday, my brother's coming into town. So I'm excited about that. But then I've got 
uh, football again and soccer, all right? Yeah. And then and Friday, I gotta, I'm telling you my week. Why am I telling you my week? I don't know, you know? But you get, it, you get the picture. We, we, we live a busy life. And so we go, I don't have time for that. No, what you don't have time for is simply because you don't want to invest so that you can get a return to where God says, look, I want to pour into your life. You need to make time. You need to make time for these relationships. You know, uh, one of the big things is life groups. I love life groups. A lot of times people, amen, thank you. A lot of times people say, I, Pastor, I just don't have time for it. You need it. You absolutely need it in your life. You need those relationships. And that's intentional. That's me as a pastor and us as a church intentionally helping you to develop relationships. If you tell me you don't have a relationship within the church, guess what? That's your own fault. We're trying to give you opportunity. We got First Wednesday coming up this week. That is for a free community dinner. Come out, be a part of that. Sit at a table where you know nobody. It's amazing. You know what? Jesus is, most of Jesus' ministry happened around a table, happened around food. Food is important. I love food. Some of y'all really love it. That was funny. I've been working out. I've been losing some weight, so I can say that. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's take a look at a scripture. Um, I want to take a look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. It says this. Since we are all one body in Christ, I love this. What is it? What do we do? What, what is, did I give you that scripture? I'm sorry. Can you find that scripture? The scripture's right there. Why isn't it there? There we go. I know I gave you the scripture. All right. Since we are what? All. Everybody say all. all. What are we? We are one body in Christ. I love this. We what? Belong. Look, he's trying to make up. I'm doing things. We belong to each other. And here we go. This is the big one. This is what I really like. And each of us needs all the others. We, we need one another. You need the people that God is trying to surround you with. You need one another. Look at the person beside you and say, you need me. Do it one more time. Say, you need me. Now, 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 look at the other person, your second choice, and say, you need me too. All right, all right. You are going to realize that being better together can meet these needs that you have within your life. Look, the needs of loneliness, the needs of I'm going through a really hard time, a really difficult season. Look, the test results have not been good. The financial report is a disaster. The marriage is crumbling. My spiritual life, I feel like I am lacking so much. Like, where is even God at? You're going to realize that when we are connected together, as the scripture said in Hebrews 12, 5, that when we are connected together, one, we are supposed to be because we're the body of Christ, but you're going to realize that you need one another. You really do. Now, here's, here's a couple things um, that we do. And it, the first one, that why we need each other, and there's, there's four aspects in a person's life. The first one is this, the arena, right? And here's the definition within your notes is this. I know and you know. All right, I know and you know. The, there's some things that I know about you just being together with you today. Seriously, there's some things that I know about some of you. 
There was some things that you already knew about me just hearing me speak for these few minutes so far. There's some arena aspect of our lives, but it's, that's just the public side of us. It's not the real side of us, all right? And so here's the first thing that we need to do. I need people who really know me. We need people in our lives who really know us. Doesn't mean you have to have a lot, but there needs to be a circle of friendships, of people that really know who you are. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says, um, For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In other words, all of us have this other side inside of us. All of us, we see the public side, but there's always another side to each one of us. There's always a side of us deep down that we struggle with different things. All throughout this room, we all struggle with different difficulties within our lives. So why do I need somebody who really knows me? Well, I want you to hear this because we all have that day. That day where everything, where we want to check out. That day where everything seems to absolutely fall apart. And what we need is some people within our lives. People who really know us. A group of people that we can face and in those tough times and go, you know what? This is what's going on in my life. This is what's going on in my family. This is what's going on at work. This is what's going on with my kids, right? This is what's, this is what's happening financially for us. We're, ma- you know, we're making poor choices. I need accountability. We need one another. Now, here's one, uh, number two, and that is this, the mask, right? Here's how we would define that. I know, but you don't know. I know but you don't know. In other words, I've got a mask. There's things about me that you will never know about me. There's parts of me that you will never get connected to. But if I don't allow somebody to know who I truly am, that is a recipe for an absolute disaster. Let me help you understand that. You cannot go on in life keeping everything bottled up. You, it will get to, have you ever met somebody who just held it in and held it in and held it in and held it in? And then all of a sudden, it was like the pop blue. Have you ever been there? <laughs> it's not fun. It's not healthy. And so here's what we need. I need somebody who's going to protect me. I need somebody who I can be there with and, and can see me in my difficult times. I need somebody to protect me. Let's take a look in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, Rather we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Now there's another version that does it real simply like this. It says, We refuse to wear masks and play games. Rather we keep everything we do and say out in the open. In other words, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to wear a mask. I can't afford to wear a mask. Why? Because we are better together. We are better together. We are better. I am a better person when I have friendships that I can rely on and that can hold me accountable. I've got a group of pastors that are my uh, accountability that I speak to and a group of friends that there that, that I have that you know what, when, when there's difficult times, I'm like, here it is, guys. 
this is what I'm thinking, and this is where I'm failing, I think. And I need help. And they're the same way. And what's amazing about that is we're able to covet and keep each other within prayer. I told you guys a story, I think it was, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. It was a Sunday. And uh, I woke up in a, just a worse, lousy mood. You know what I'm talking about? Like, golly day, I can't believe I'm the pastor. I have to show up today. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm not feeling it. And I remember getting up, and, 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 and I'm getting ready that morning, and, and, and I noticed, like, as my morning was going, I went through my devotional time, and, and I was getting ready, and I was getting my mind focused. I'm taking another quick look through the notes for the message, and I began to notice my, my, my uh, temperament, I guess, right, uh, started shifting, I started going into a different direction. I started feeling much better about everything, and, and I was excited about coming to church. And all, this, and all of a sudden, right before I left the house, I got a text from one of them pastors and said, I don't know what's up, but man, I've been praying for you all morning long. What are we? We are better together. Far more better together than we are apart. All right, here we go. Number three, the third area, the blind spot. The blind spot within our lives. I don't know, but you know, right? It's kind of like, I didn't know I acted that way, but obviously you saw that. Have you ever been called out on your attitude before? Yeah. You know, that's, that's what's happening there. I didn't know I had, why? <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? And this is the only way I know how to, how to do this. Uh, everybody's, I got that one tooth that like, it'll, it'll grab a, a, a pepper. You know what I'm talking about? Or a piece of spinach, Right? And I'm just smiling away, talking to everybody. And my wife's like, right here, right here, right here. We need that person that says, you got some spinach and you got to get that going out. You know what I'm saying? I know, but you don't know. You know what I mean? Sometimes we, need, I, we get so consumed in our problems and in ourselves that we fail to realize how we really are looking. The kind of character we're portraying. The attitude that's coming from us. We get so consumed, and we need people in our life. And look, it can't be just anybody. Like, if I just met you, and you're coming up to me going, you're a rotten attitude today. I'm like, I don't need you in my life, voice of negativity. <laughs> but if I've known you for the last, like, 11 years, and we're pretty tight, you go, that's a rotten attitude. You know what? Let me, let me step back, and, and, and God, show me what's going on here, because this person knows me. Are you seeing this? We are better together. We are better together, all right? Um, I need somebody who's going to be what? Honest with me. I need someone who, who is going to tell me when, when, when I'm acting in a way that's not appropriate. Kevin, your attitude stinks. You know, what's your deal today? Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6 says this. I love this. Faithful are the wounds, or, excuse me, yes. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Can we keep that up for a second? I just, I love that verse right now. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are what? Deceitful. In other words, I, I don't need to hear all the praise. I need to hear what's going on, what, what, what you're seeing that's wrong. I need people who are going to speak honesty into my life. You need this within your life. All right, here we go. Number four, potential. Like, I don't know and you don't know. All right, only, listen, 
Understand this. Only God truly knows all of your potential. Only God. But what, what does that have to do with better together? If only God knows this. If my potential can only be realized because God knows it, how does better together help me at all? Watch this. God's system is you connecting with other members within the body of Christ. That's why he calls us the body of Christ. We are not supposed to be just body parts, but we are supposed to be what? The hand, knowing what the wrist is doing, and the wrist, knowing what the arm is doing. That's the only way that this can ever be uh, healthy within our lives. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 says it this way. Each part does its work and helps the other part grow. So Christ's whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So what do we do in this? I need people who are going to grow me. I love, I love the, the scripture, what? Iron sharpens iron. I need people who are going to grow me. I always strive to have conversations with people who are much more intelligent than me. I want to grow from them. I want to learn from them. I want to be around people who parent better than me so I can see the example. I want to be around pastors who pastor better than me so that I can get better. Are you following me? We need to be, we need, we become better together, not apart. Sometimes, and, 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 and I hate this within the church world, but this, this happens. Sometimes the only connection that you have with the people that you're seeing here are because you're here right now. When God is saying in the early church, what, they lived together? They, I'm not saying we all got to move in in a big, oh, that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're like, what's that, an occult? <laughs> but we need to do life together. We need to be involved in, in, in one another's lives and, and, and in happiness and within families. Encouraging one another. Speaking life into one another. Again, I'm going to bring that right back to life groups. How important that is and how healthy that is for our lives. I need people who are going to grow me. So simply put, your life can be changed powerfully. Watch this, by attending church. I mean, Jesus can touch you, but watch this. You need more than just church. Right? A man of many companions may come to ruin. You need a friend who what? Sticks closer than a brother. Stay with me this morning. <clears throat> we talked about there in the, in the first scripture where it says where two or three are gathered together as followers, right? Where two or three gather together as my followers. I want to I concentrate on the my follower part for a moment. Because the only way that God can develop these healthy relationships within your life is simply when you become a follower of his son, Jesus Christ. We can have all the excuses and we can say we have all the best friends and that's fantastic, that's great. But if we're not being obedient and we're not listening to God's voice and him speaking into us and what he wants us to have in our circle of friendships or our influence, then, then we're really missing out. But the only way that we can truly hear that is when we are a follower of Jesus Christ. 
All, all of this that I've talked about within relationships and being better together really just means nothing if you don't have Jesus. Jesus is the key relationship. If you remember, I, I, I told you before we started, write that word down, relationship. It wasn't in your notes, but I wanted you to add it, relationship first. Because the relationship of Jesus Christ is the first and foremost thing that you need to have within your life. You are better together with him. If you have nothing else, but you have Jesus, then you have everything that you ever need. Anything that you could ever ask for, nothing could ever be any greater than Jesus Christ. He is the greatest relationship. He is the most important relationship for your life. And so God is speaking to us. He, he wants us to have these relationships with one another, but he's saying first and foremost, you need to have a relationship with my son, Jesus Christ. Because we understand that the only way to the Father is through the Son. We understand that what? You know, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever would believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's only because of why? A relationship. A relationship that you decide to make. So I want everybody to close this morning and I'm going to ask this question today and that is if you realize that you need to be better together but yet you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want to make such commitment of, like that this morning I don't want you to leave here without first doing that. We're not going to move any further in this service until we give you an opportunity today to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. That is the greatest message. It's all throughout Genesis through Revelation. It speaks about Jesus. It's all about relationship. God wants that relationship. Jesus longs for that relationship with you. Everything you see, God created. God made. This word that we, we, we taught from today and we, and we learned from today the Bible says it's, it's still living and active. It's not just a book or a phone app. <laughs> but it's living, it's active, it's the breath of God. And God is saying, I want that relationship with you. Before everything else, we need to make sure this is right. So if you're here this morning and you, and you could honestly say, Pastor, I want that relationship with Jesus today. I want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. If that is you, I just want you to slip up your hand. I see those hands right there. That's awesome. I see those hands over there. That is fantastic. I love it. More importantly, God loves it right now. Let's say this prayer as a church together. Lord Jesus, today I commit my life to you. You are the relationship that I want. Be the Lord of my life. Be my master. Be my savior. Forgive me, Lord, of my sin. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? That's awesome. And, and listen, if that was you this morning, I want to pray with you personally. So see me right after the service. I would love to get this in your hands. It's great for new believers, and uh, it's, it's an awesome read. But let's get back to this, this better together deal. I'm not preaching this no more after this week until God leaves it on my, 
my life later on down the road, maybe somewhere else. But I believe that what God wants is for us to grow as the body of Christ. You can't go in life and doing this thing alone. You know, I, I love it because in the Old Testament, we see that we are, you know, with Abraham, he was what? I say this a lot, guys, but I love the analogy of it. We are, he was a friend of God. But then in the New Testament, we also talk about that we, what, as followers, we have been adopted into the family. And family is what? Family's worth it. Family's worth it. So I'm encouraging you, connect with one another. Join a life group. But look, don't go through life by yourself. It doesn't work. If you ain't got a friend, come talk to me. I'll friend you. I, t- I, I tell you, I can talk to the wall. It's all good. But look, God wants to develop in your life more than where you are at right now. He's got great things for your future. He's got an awesome future. He wants to pour into you, and he's going to do it, not, not because I'm up here preaching. He's going to do it by the relationships that you're making. Or he's not going to do it by the relationships that you're not allowing him to fulfill. So here's what I would love to do. Grab the hand beside you. And, and we're gonna, I'm going to pray a prayer over us as a church. Don't be, look, you can grab somebody's hand. It's all right. I want to pray this prayer together this morning. God, we love you, and we just thank you. And Lord, we pray for one another right now because we understand, Lord, we are only better together. We're only better together when we are united. As your scripture says, two or three gather together as followers of you, Lord. You say, then I'm going to, I'm excited. I'm going to jump into that circle. So God, here we are. We're followers of you. We're more than two or three. And we're gathered here in your presence. And God, we're asking you, jump into our circle. Do something powerful in this, in in the lives of every person here today, God. There's so many needs that, that are going on in the lives of these people. It would just blow our minds if we went around this room and asked each one what's going on. Things that we would be like, yeah, I see that. And then things that we would be like, wow, I never even thought that you would go through that. So God, right now, we're praying for one another. We're connecting and we're asking. We're lifting up one another going, help us to be better together. Touch the need, Lord. According to what your will is and what your purpose and what your plan is, God, touch the need of every life. May we understand that we don't need to do this thing called life by ourselves. But God, we can do it together. And more importantly, Lord, we're doing it with you. So God, breathe into every person. Breathe the word of God. Breathe your breath of life into every relationship, into every home. Lord, just do the miraculous. And God, in all this, we love you and we praise you and we worship you. And God, as the psalmist tells us in the word, it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, amen, amen. We love you guys. Have a great day.